0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome to this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady. Neil's in Clark Ford Studio. I'll tell you about that in a second. Jeffrey Wright with us for his weekly appearance as well. We've got lines, we've got picks. We'll go over those today and talk about everything else in the football world. The NFL season beginning tonight. Chiefs and Lions there from Kansas City. And the kickoff game for a full slate of games on Sunday. Podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea. And of course, every single day, the Oxford Exxon. Highway 6 West in Oxford. Let them take care of your catering needs for tailgates. Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. 630 next Saturday night from Bottoming Way Stadium. you got all day in the Grove couple pounds of pulled pork, a couple slabs of ribs, vegetables, side items. they got specials. they got discounts. Take advantage of that when you come into town, the Blue Sky in Oxford. Also, the Beer Cave. It gives you tons of alcoholic options, whether you're just sitting at home this weekend, watching Ole Miss Two Tulane, or headed out to tailgate somewhere there with the Oxford Exxon. Again, Neil's in the Clark Ford Studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900, Highway 25 South. Corey wants to be your truck guy, wants to be your car guy. Let him help you. No matter where you are in the car buying process, Corey can assist you. Probably going to buy a car from him in the meantime while you're doing it, too. So let him help. Again, that is 662-257-1900 in Amory,
3: Mississippi. Jeffrey Wright, all other guests join on the Campbell Clinic Hotline. The Campbell Clinic in Oxford, now 2608 South Plumar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m.
2: So we're going to get into picks. We'll talk plenty of college football, but Jeffrey, the NFL season is upon us. I know how excited you are, and yet you little got, got a little broadcast cable dispute going on that uh, could prevent you on Sunday. I, I'm a little worried about you, but I, I hear we've gone back to the caveman era, the primitive age. We're going to find a way to get our football on Sunday.
1: Listen, where there's a will, there's a way. And I have a will to watch football. I mean, some people have a will to live. I have a will to watch football. Um, I've always, like for nostalgia purposes, I've always thought of that, first Thursday of week one of college football. Like for my entire life, that's been football is back, but this probably is my favorite weekend because week two has now become a better week of college football than week one. And there's just nothing better than we're going to flood our eyes with football all day Saturday. And then we're going to wake up and do it again on Sunday. The only problem that I have, I have two actual problems. One the Giants play Sunday night football against the Cowboys and the Giants versus the Cowboys has just been an absolute curb stomping for like the last five years. So there's nothing quite like waiting all day to watch your team go get its ass kicked. But second to the point that chase is making, I don't know if WRAG, our local CBS affiliate and in fairness to them, it's not, they're not in the ones that are in the the dispute. It's their parent companies and still in this dispute with AT&T and direct TV. But I mean, I start I asked this question yesterday on our show. So I'm curious to know what y'all think. Who are we supposed to root for when these TV networks go to battle with, you know, it's the TV networks going to battle with the, the cable company, the the subscription company. Like to me, like it is the ultimate. I think you both suck. So I don't know what to root for. I just know the end result is I get screwed. You you both suck. I mean, you because you, your first thought is cheer for the little guy. You know what I mean?
2: Like the broadcast Correct. people are bullying and all that stuff. Who then you is look at the it, you go,
1: I don't know. Like. You, you know when it really turned for me? Did y'all see what Spectrum Cable did last Thursday? When they, I read,
3: some, I read some about this. Yes.
1: So their strategy, they're in a dispute with ESPN. Their strategy was we're gonna let everyone watch the pregame up until oh Utah, Florida. And once the pregame show ended, it went black. Why on earth should I root for them? Do you know the
2: dogs that would have been kicked in Tuscaloosa and Birmingham had that been Alabama and Cal
1: yeah. or somebody on Thursday night? Kicked. Oh, it had, been, had it been Alabama and MTSU on Thursday night?
3: They wouldn't have been kicked.
2: Okay, so complete assholes and the only bullet they actually had in their gun and they used it. So correct. where are you falling on it?
1: Like, hey. Well, like, in the end, to me, like, what it is is, like, I get it. Egos get involved and it becomes, like, a business thing. But it's, like, in the end, the only reason that they're able to operate as they do is they essentially, f- like, function as monopolies in whatever market they're in. Like My fa-
2: my favorite is the screens they have up while they're blacked out that basically say, call this number and complain. Correct. And then they call the bra- the... The you know the the television network every name in the book. I mean, it's like this legalese. Just you, blah 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 blah. They are the evil. They are the Sith. I mean, it is the end of the world. What these people—they're basically starving children and killing puppies and everything else. And you should call this number to to complain and say it's all their fault. We can't help it.
1: Say what you want about the Sith, but Palpatine did operate as a populist. Yeah, (laughs) he knew he had to stay popular, and like that's what's amazing about these cable companies is that like in the end, no one cares about like the actual customer. Where are you going to go? Like, you know, especially like, you know, if you're, if you live in a place where like it rains a lot, like you're not getting satellite. And uh, it's just, uh, that's kind of where I am. It's like, who do we actually root for? There's no one to root for. I just know in the end, we're going to get screwed. Aliyah did have, um because before uh Aaliyah's life before me um she did not understand how important having quality access to television was so she did have one of those digital antenna it works fine but you run into the same problem that you do like when you're watching Thursday night football on Amazon like you can't I can go and get like the local channels but if I want to like switch that TV to ESPN you can't do it like you got to You know, you got to change out of the settings and it just becomes it becomes a much more difficult process of trying to make sure you have the four best games on at all times.
2: So you're you can access it, but you're pretty stuck on that one channel for that TV at that particular unit. Yeah. The only time I've had to mess with it and I ordered one of those digital antenna things, I guess, right when I switched to Hulu. It works pretty well. So mine was because I don't know why this happened, but they had my local channel screwed up. And for whatever reason, my local channels weren't Tupelo or Memphis. They were Birmingham. And I was getting Birmingham, ABC, Fox, CBS. And I went, okay, I mean, fine, but that's not what I need here. So I went and bought one of those digital antennas that gave me, I think, like 90 miles. So I got Tupelo stuff for sure. And then it sort of hit Memphis, depending on the weather outside, but then two like two weeks later my my stuff all switched to Memphis and I, I cut it off and I quit but i I have had some experience with with what you're feeling right now although Birmingham would have basically Birmingham would have been great though because that also might have given me a different NFL. I was gonna say I,
1: you could have actually probably finagled that to yeah, get yeah, yeah. to to double up because I imagine the Birmingham market is different. What are they? They're well. In the end, though, you're probably you're probably getting Falcons games.
2: So it we'll get? See, the Tupelo thing is the important one as, as a Saints fan because right. the Cowboys get into Memphis yes. and the Saints go up to Tupelo. So actually, whether I have Memphis or Tupelo is a very critical thing if I don't have the package because that that dictates a lot of my Saints watching ability.
1: And then obviously Sunday's a massive day because it's the
3: debut of uh, of direct whatever of. yeah. Sunday. so I want to go there. I, I want to ask Sunday what Let's get predictions. NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. I'm up. I'm ready to go. We're on a scale of one to 10, with one being everything is going to be perfectly calm, cool, collected. It's going to work like a charm, and 10 being total chaos. How do we expect Sunday to unravel? Okay. I
1: think it's going to be a seven. And I've thought a lot about this. Ooh. Here's where I think. I'm not convinced, though, it's all going to be YouTube's fault. I'm convinced that people aren't going to have good enough internet. And it's and and whenever it crashes, you just sit there and you blame YouTube TV. So you think we're dealing with a new client base that is not right. used to streaming? Correct. That's where oh. I think it becomes. That's where I think. Then the other thing is, have y'all seen direct TVs now just taunting me where... I'm somehow getting penalized because I signed up for Sunday ticket in June to get the hundred dollars off. And now they're saying, well, if you get Sunday ticket through us, which you can't do, we'll give you a $400 like credit or gift card, whatnot. And I'm sitting there going like, wait, what? You, I can't get Sunday ticket through You can get it on direct
3: TV. Right. It's, why I, it's why I left like direct TV. Else. It was the idiotic thing with DirecTV. It's like, guys, you you need to understand your audience. You really do. I mean, well, I, I think I in... think it was a
1: cash problem. I I yeah. I think DirecTV knew. I think they knew, but literally, the NFL said it's two billion dollars, and they're like, we don't have two billion dollars.
2: Okay, my question on what you're saying is, I don't know that I disagree with you. I do think the internet's going to be a problem. The more I think about it. But those people, are they really on Twitter or somewhere anyway? How are we going to know it? Everyone's on Twitter when they're pissed. Even the people that don't
1: have a good enough internet to get YouTube TV? I think if you bought... I'm not even sure you need that good internet. Okay. I mean, that's the other thing. I I presume Google has a rough idea. like They're going to know the customer base, and I'm sure they're running tests. And I've watched... I watched like the preseason week where the Bears played the Bills. Like they had, they'd been kind of running some tests, but there's just no way this thing goes off without a hitch. And it is amazing. We we started off the air. We were talking about like what football does to our brains and diminishing us to the lowest form of humanity. Like now, now throw in NFL fans and it's on baby.
3: Yeah, I'm I think I'm around an eight on my expectation for chaos. Not not total, the f- place is burning down, but you feel the heat.
2: How did Amazon do on I, its dive in last year? It,
1: so they, they did kind of the same thing. Like they did a preseason game. Like they they tested it out. It went okay, but it was not perfect. Like you would I think there were like two or three times where like I had to like restart the app and it was fine, but it, it was not like a seamless integration into
3: your football viewing experience. And it was okay for one game a week. Cause you could sort of brace for that game. Right. You could, you well, could and the s-
1: other, the other aspect of it was if y'all remember, like the Amazon games were horrible. Yeah. yeah. You so
3: like it you was want it was, to watch. Yes. And so, but you had time because they set up the stream an hour early. You could go figure out if you had a problem in the pregame, and then yep. get it solved by the time the game kicked off. Like you, and they you start their pregame coverage of, super early. Like they an hour and a half. Yeah, and so, so like if you, you miss ten minutes of the pregame, so be it. Correct,
1: but Neil is right. You you were, and Thursdays, I've noticed like Thursdays kind of becoming like a a mini Friday, in the sense that like. Everyone's kind of decided during football season. Thursday's kind of like, oh, let's get the grill out. Like, let's start mm-hmm. the football weekend a, a day early, and so people are kind of around the house putzing around, and so you could flip it on early to try to make sure everything was running well. But
3: it and it was, was usually a team that was going to finish six and eleven versus a team that was going to finish four and thirteen, and it's like, it ah, football. I don't really. of Russell Wilson? I remember that it was a ton of yeah. Russell Wilson early, and you're like, Oh God, do I really have to
1: watch this? Yeah, the
3: Broncos. There was lots of Broncos. Oh. Unless unless it really impacted your fantasy team or you were a diehard Broncos fan, it's like, ah, it's football. I don't give a shit. Yes. And- Sunday is a different deal because there's multiple games and you're wanting to keep up with multiple players and multiple things. And it's more it's more appointment viewing, like you're in, and, and as opposed to Thursday when it's kind of casual, it's whatever. Who cares? Well, it's I'm,
2: also, it, it's the deal where Sunday, I mean, because what we're talking about is, you know, the package where, you know, in Red Zone, it's, hey, your team. I mean, it's not even like, hey, I've got these games of fantasy. It's, by God, this is the way I watch my team because I don't live in a market that shows it. Or the Red Zone fanatics, by God, they are in. Like, that has to be on the TV one. That's all we do for seven hours is Red Zone. I mean, you're talking, you're bringing a lot of emotions into play here, even beyond just sort of routine
1: of what a Sunday looks like. This is
2: serious business. Now, this I am very excited.
1: For the first time, because you know, i my my family's had direct TV, I think, since like 05, maybe, maybe even before that. So I don't know a world where red zone isn't Andrew Siciliano trying to screw up my Sunday and have a terrible stand up routine while missing every big game and flipping through. We've made it. For all my direct T V brethren out there that have been Sunday ticket lifers, we've made it. We got Scott Hansen. We got Scott Hansen. The man lets the football speak for itself. He doesn't interrupt. He doesn't eat. He, he, he's not afraid to go with the eight, the whatever, the octo box. Like Siciliano, if he ever got more than three games at once where things were happening, he was done. He was toast. And I'm sitting there going, like, it's very easy to oftentimes go, like, I could do your job, but there is one job on the planet that I know I am qualified for. And could do better than Andrew Siciliano, and that's professionally watching football and having everyone else have the viewing experience with me. You know why? People come over to my house to watch football. That's how Scott, good of a football, football fan I am.
2: You make a great point. Scott Hansen is the Nick Saban of of He's of, the of Red Zone. Like He's it is coach. it is a completely just you sit back and watch greatness at work and go, I'm in, Scott. Take me, lead me my shepherd wherever and you would God like forbid, to go.
1: If he like, if he does, like if there's 38 games going on at once and he misses one play, he's so apologetic. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's it won't happen again. He swears it won't happen again. Like just a pros pro where is like, let's take you back to a touchdown from six weeks ago and uh let's take a look at that. <laughs> Oh, there's some good games on Sunday.
2: Week one, we have uh, made it. We'll jump into uh, college football a little bit. Uh, Before we do that, uh, Chiefs-Lions, Jeffrey, just give me a pick quickly. Chiefs minus six and a half tonight against Detroit.
1: Oh, no, buddy. That line has moved. Because of Kelsey? Yeah. It's down to like four and a half. Um, So? The problem is, I think the smart move is, to me, it's like either pick the Chiefs to cover or take the Lions money line. Yeah. But I'm very worried the lions i've seen this song and dance before where i don't think the lions are a team that needs expectations and typically what we see is the super bowl defending champion on this night just runs train i think last year was a year where the rams yeah the bills played the rams and then the Ram, the bills just absolutely like slaughtered them but in general the the home team that's opening up the season has like historically has done exceptionally well in this game. I think we knew I, the Rams had sold their soul also. Yeah. That they were.
3: I, I never felt like the Chiefs had cut a deal with the devil last year.
1: No, I mean, that's kind of the other thing about the Chiefs last year. I felt like in the Mahomes era, that was the year we came in with the most questions about them and they still won the title. Now, I do think Kelsey's a big loss because I think with Mahomes, it's like, you can kind of plug and play a lot of receivers with him, but he does always need the Kelsey safety net. It's like who he's oh, played with his entire career. Like I do think it matters. Teddy
3: bear. You're taking his teddy bear away. You're taking his security blanket away, his passing. I have no question down, about that. He's a third down machine. I mean, the dude just makes play after play after play. I don't blame Mahomes for leaning on him. But without him, yeah. Well, they, I, mean, I didn't. Did y'all realize this? Florio put this out.
1: If Kelsey misses tonight, it's the first game since 2013 that he's missed for an injury. I don't know why. I just lump tight ends. I just assume, especially big tight ends, I just assume they're all like Gronk, where, yeah, you understand that they're amazing. You just assume that they're going to miss, like, I don't know, four games a year. That's unbelievable to me. That guy's gone basically a decade of playing NFL football at tight end. At a spot where like people just like send five guys on him, beat the crap out of him. He hadn't missed a game. That's insane. Both he and his brother are two unbelievable guys in the league. I mean, you got his brother playing without knees.
2: Like he, he, it's it's unbelievable. First, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating, you're in the stadium, parking lot, watching at a bar, hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experiences, perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and that celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
3: Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He could partnered with the Grove Collective, donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. He can serve his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds In this era of college sports, contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at Hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's RebelsRetire.com. Stress out about the rebels, not your money. It's RebelsRetire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Don't forget to grab your uh, old Miss gear on your way uh, to New Orleans or coming up next week for the uh, Georgia Tech game in Oxford. College Corner has two locations in the Jackson area. Now there's a location in Oxford. It's open off of Cisk Avenue in the Oxford Commons. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. It's our collegecornerstore.com. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. If you're headed to New Orleans this weekend, you ought to grab some. It's the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase.
2: We've been telling you about holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. We know Christmas lights are beautiful. They can be a lot of work. Let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you with their full service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable for your home or business. They take care of the lights. Why don't you take care of the gifts? Book in the month of September. You can use the code MPW10 for 10% off. You also get a 30-inch lighted deluxe holiday wreath there from Heavenly Sunshine. Again, book in September. MPW 10, and you get the Holiday Reef, the 30 inches there for that. The deluxe, lighted, all that good stuff with Heavenly Sunshine. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your estimate. And G&M Pharmacy, it's on South Lamar. Speaking of those game day patches, they are game changer patches. They are available there. You can stop in. You can pick those up. You can talk to them about transfer your uh, medication as well. One phone call, they take care of the rest. Do that with GNM or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. They offer MedSync to feed your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. So, again, that's 662 236 2222.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't touch that tonight. I wouldn't touch that game tonight. Yeah, if if you're, you're saying I've
1: got to bet it, which let's be real. About about 630, 645 thirty six forty five. I'm gonna make. I can't. I can't literally have the season open without me betting. So I'm probably gonna bet the Chiefs. Because the Lions feel a little too trendy to me. They are very trendy. You've got their coach defense, so getting coach a of a really, the year
2: honors, all that stuff.
1: Really
3: good defense though. Well, I think golf is criminally underrated. I do too. Really, he was really good last year. I mean, you look at his numbers last ten weeks or so. Ooh. There is
2: a bit of with golf. We still consider him to be that quarterback that like lost to the Falcons in the playoffs like five years ago or whatever it was.
1: Like yeah, and we don't remember like. I'm not trying to rub it in, but like I know like the Saints game, the interference call that everyone focused on. Golf was like really good in the second half and overtime. He was no 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 big boy throws. Yeah,
3: outplayed Breeze.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, last week everybody was pretty mediocre. You got uh, Michael and Neil at three and five. Chase, me, Jeffrey, and uh, Brian at four and four after week one of uh, Neil's picks. Actually, four and I four. Realize, I thought it was five and three. Uh, I'm reading know. Neil's. I mean, I mean, Neil missed last year's winner last week. So, thinking that the records are for sure correct, I can, probably me, a bit of a leap here.
3: Let me promise both of you that there's yeah. abs- there's absolutely no no attempt to harm anyone. <laughs> I have spent the week. No, so I my, I have my, spent the week fighting audio issues. My mind, I have dreamt about this effing soundboard. So, so I'm a, uh, I I'm always taken back to
1: like when I used to like work and write for you, and the fact that you'd always do the that you did the standings. I'm like, oh, thank God! Like that's the last thing I want to do. All it's right, a lost, pain
3: in the ass on Sunday morning. I'll go back and look. I, I will.
1: I lost Florida, zero one, one Tennessee, one Kentucky. So it's two and one, one Auburn, three and one. Uh, Where's another game with a line? Lost South Carolina, so that's three and two, correct? Yep. One Alabama, four and two. I'm missing a game. Hey, you got I LSU. Texas, and I won Texas A&M. That's
2: five and three.
3: Okay, I'll go fix now.
1: Okay.
2: Oh, uh, let's see. Our first game, we, we had a 10 a.m. ACC-SEC game, but it's Wake Forest Vanderbilt on Saturday. It's also on the ACC network, for God's sake.
3: But is, isn't uh, this kind of an interesting game? Because yes. if 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 Vanderbilt is as bad as everyone says Vanderbilt is, and I'm not saying they're not, for the record, because, God, I get tired of that. I make a crack of joke about Clark Lee, and all of a sudden I'm a Vanderbilt fan. Um, if they're as bad as everyone says they are, they're going 0 and 8 in the league. If they go 0 and 8 in the league, 2 3 and 9 0 and 8. All the talk about hey he's he's changing that they cuz they're recruiting in a different way which should send up red flags for everybody when you hear that. If 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 that's the case for them in this era of college football, it's literally impossible for them to compete. Not so win, compete.
1: He, here is if you want the the spin zone, because everyone's focused on the Hawaii game, by all accounts, they held out some defenders that got banged up in camp. And one thing I think we can all know about Vanderbilt, even if they're improving, they're not going to have a tremendous amount of depth. And they kind of got toasted. They kind of got toasted by Hawaii, who's, much more functional than they've been in a long time. I don't know, man. I just, I, the thing that shocked me about them was I thought that they were supposed to be pretty decent and front, both sides of the ball. They couldn't block and they couldn't get off blocks. And Wake Forest is like the ultimate test of, you know, can you play disciplined football? Because, you know, to a certain degree, they're kind of playing like the modern triple option with how they, with how they run their offense. It's not Sam Hartman. What do they have at quarterback? Uh God, what's the kid's name? He played, remember Hartman got hurt. It's the kid that started uh when Hartman had the, the heart issue or the rib thing, whatever. So he's decent. He's completely functional. Okay. He's not as good as Hartman, but he's functional. So you you weren't giving Vanderbilt more credit when Stanford barely beat Hawaii. Correct. Okay. Well, and Stanford, Stanford kind of handled Hawaii. Okay. That line got that line got super weird. Like it opened in the summer, like at like 10 or 11. And then by kickoff, it was like three. Okay. It was a weird, it was like a weird overreaction to Hawaii's statement loss at Vanderbilt.
2: But you still believe Wake Forest is going to win this game by a couple touchdowns.
1: This is honestly mainly a line play, whereas everyone is hammering Vanderbilt. And I'm, I'm still. I'm not ready to say that Vanderbilt's ready to go on the road and win against a team that I think will be competent. Yeah. Ball state if if, if, if if Vanderbilt looks like they did against Hawaii like that is a that's an
3: 0-18. Yeah, and that's bef- it's just I don't know how I mean, I don't know how you even think about I'm not talking about winning, guys. I'm talking about competing. I don't even know how you stay competitive in a league that's just going to get harder. In this era with of hundreds of thousands of dollars going to players. And if you're Vanderbilt, if you happen to stumble into a player, he's gonna leave you. Tough, oh I mean, we, tough gig, man. Tough gig. Mm. I don't the the
1: the private schools not named the private schools not named Miami. I mean, I think they're all going through this. It's, I will it's,
3: say it's why. What the guy at Duke is doing is
1: amazing. I mean that. Oh, that is, oh that's oh. a good point. Duke. Duke is actually Duke's playing the game. Um, also, heads up for my Pac-12 brethren for our one last ride. Stanford started taking transfers this year. That coach is that coach is running like a competent offense, and he's got this kid from Georgia that's playing quarterback that's pretty solid, and they're running they're running like it was kind of funny. Like they're running kind of the run and shoot. So it was like watching Hawaii and Stanford play. It's like, well, this is different. They're, they're more functional than, than they have been the last like two or three years. I'm
2: putting several different terms together here, but I think you're saying the pack's pretty deep and fun.
1: Yes. It's always been. I think the difference is this year, it feels like it took them longer to recover from COVID and, and get their rosters better. But they all start like Cal took like a bunch of transfers. Stanford took a bunch of transfers. So while some of those schools were like, it's always been a fun league because no one's really that much better than the others, It's, it's now got a little bit more talent than it's had the last two years.
2: Ball State getting 42 from Georgia, 11 a.m. SEC network. Ball State could not cover a line against Kentucky last week. Now they get uh, even more points against the defending two time national champions. Georgia looked pretty pedestrian on offense last week, but uh, I think they're going to score some points against the Cardinals on Saturday.
1: Yeah, this came down to me. Do I think they can score 43? Yeah. The answer is I'll
3: tell you where they didn't look pedestrian up front. Oof.
1: That Oof. defense
3: is so fast. Good luck
1: like, school. I give, I give Martin credit. Like they did make it more difficult on them defensively than I expected. Mm-hmm. But man, every time Martin got the ball, you're like, oh my God, this is this is bullying.
3: They just like the so
2: caption so fast. I have not looked at it. Sorry.
3: I threw you a threw you a bone in the caption.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I mean, the only I mean we are in agreement. I do. It's the good biggest point. the really? biggest Adversity that Georgia has to face this year's Georgia,
3: right? Yes, one hundred percent. It's it, and Kirby said as much. It's complacency. Their schedule is easy. There's no one on their schedule who's really truly capable of beating them in the regular season. It's not getting bored and not showing up one day against a decent team and losing. That's that's it. I mean, when you think because one of my best friends
1: is a diehard Bulldog fan, and I was going through with him last week. How many? Losable games? Do they have where you sit there and you go,
3: they could lose this. In a in a world where everything fell apart, I mean, I guess they could lose. They could lose at 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 home. Tennessee, at Tennessee. the the next The next game is at home against Ole Miss. I agree. Uh, I I mean, there's not another one on the schedule that they could lose. They're not losing at Auburn. Auburn doesn't have the defense to do. Auburn's not beating Georgia and South Carolina. Holy hell, boys! Yeah, did you guys?
1: did y'all know that Luke Doty was going to be out running routes and catching
3: passes? I've, I, I mean, like, I've had a lot of people go, Hey, you were really wrong about LSU. And I'm like, Yeah, I was. But the team I was really wrong on was South Carolina. And nobody's even given me, I haven't caught those bullets. I mean, no, I, good I, God. Cause
1: I think I can make a case. LSU got popped. It was a worse matchup than we gave credit for because of how good Florida State's receivers were.
3: But LSU got popped and then quit they quit that's the part the 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 the, if the alarming part in that lsu game i went back and watched it i did not watch it live but i have subsequently watched it and i went back and watched it and i don't feel so bad about my lsu take anymore now if i'm brian kelly i'm worried about why why did why did we quit in the opener with five six minutes left what was that all about but that game that game was closer than the the talking heads are giving it credit for i mean they LSU was in that game and they were competing with a Florida State team that look on rewatch with the high benefit of knowing the outcome, a Florida State team it looks really good. I mean there's a chance. There's a chance I mean, that's the best team LSU is going to play all year. When you when you watch it back, I I will go
1: to the grave when FSU gets the Tomahawk chop going and that defense is flying around with just like dudes that run like all like run four threes and weigh 240. That's the most intimidating thing in college football. Like there was a series where LSU, like I think it was sack, stuff, stuffed run, third down, check down, and they did the tomahawk chop all three downs and you're just like, oh my God, like are
0: they back? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. you need indeed yeah, they're back there's no doubt they're back look at the look the
3: Nil thing that they have going look at the talent they have on the field I mean they're they're, they're legit I mean I don't I, I can't sit here and go oh they're going to win the national championship I'm not doing that but but to your point if
1: the problem that LSU had LSU in my mind they had a chance to knock them out in the first half. you have to like in the end college football more times than not at that level at the highest level, it's defined by what do you do
3: at the end of drives and yes.
1: LSU LSU had what? Seven plays from the two. Didn't
3: it's the score. equivalent of loading the bases with nobody out yep. in the second inning of a game and not, not nothing. Yep. you always know at that moment, Oh, we're going to lose this thing late.
1: And another key play, I thought when Travis was really shaky in the second quarter and he had like a what are you doing? Throw. It was, he was pressured deep in, deep in his own territory. He just kind of chunked it up. And the only two guys that were there were like two LSU defensive linemen. If they could have picked that off, like that game flips. But no, I mean, the alarming thing is, I actually thought the most alarming thing beyond the quitting was I thought that their offensive line was supposed to be pretty good and they could not run the football other than Jaden Daniels just running around.
3: And that's where you don't know if it's LSU's offensive line or was that Florida that State's defensive 100%. line? 100%. You know, and, and we don't know. And this is where the whole the whole overreaction week one hot take thing, it's like, well, what if that's the best team they played? I'm not saying it is, but what if that's the best team they played? You know, it might be. I mean, that defensive front of Florida State's is going to be better than...
1: Oh, I think I. the I mean, problem is when we get to the end of the season, like let's say Florida, because if Florida State gets just one of those receivers hurt, I think they're in a world of hurt, but like, let's—if you apply context, night one, Florida State having everybody healthy—I definitely think it's entirely possible that's the best team LSU plays. Yeah, I do too. You know, it's—it's it's, it's an interesting thing because I, there are some teams that have gotten
2: better over the years. Where I kind of have like that childhood nostalgia thing and go, "Yeah, this yeah. feels comfortable." Florida State's not one of them. I, I have no interest in them being overly good. See, like, I'm. With I, you. I, they can they can get on that, like maybe they're just like the villain, but they can get on sort of like that almost AM kind of list where I'm like, I don't know. I, I can just root against you. It's fine. I got no <laughs> problem being anti Florida
1: state right here. It's an abrasive fan base, but I yeah. do want I do want to like put all disclosures out there. Like I grew I'm born in nineteen eighty eight. Like my first football memories are Florida. And so I'm a Spurrier guy. Like I do wonder if <laughs> that plays into it. Yeah. Like free choose universe. Oh. It's interesting, yeah. Before
2: I get to Ole Miss, second, I will back up and say, while I completely agree with you guys, Missouri should have beaten Georgia last year, so weird things can happen because Georgia oh, is sure. worse than a sure. year ago. Missouri, t- you know, th- there are games where things get kind of swirly when we actually well, play them out and they're not on paper.
3: The, but, Chase, that's the point. If you go yeah. back and remember that night, Georgia walked into that stadium.
1: They just kind they got of got in there. Was like they were around. down. Two, they were down two scores with like ten minutes
3: left, and then they looked like, oh yeah, we got to go win real quick. Yeah, they were so bored the whole game, and they Kirby was losing his mind on the sideline. <laughs> like, wake up! I mean, I mean, and they were like having that, you know, you have that nightmare, and you're trying to wake up, and you can't wake up, and you're trying really hard to scream, and you can't scream, and and
1: well, that was that was kind of them, is, and then they finally nightmare. got it
3: up, and then they just blew them out.
1: Sometimes though, in those nightmares, you're like. You're kind of impressed. Like, how did my mind create this? Like, you know what I mean. Like, I gotta kind of see how this plays out. I am like, yeah, I'm scared, but I kind of gotta see how this plays out. Yeah, there's there, there's a there's a there's a great positive in
2: knowing you're in a dream. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, no, I'm cool. I watch the movie. Uh, Ole Miss minus six, Tulane two thirty from Oldman Stadium on Saturday. I, I wrote this, and full disclosure, I went to bed last night. I had put picks in, and I had Tulane covering this game uh, when I went to bed last night, and I woke up and logic is just telling me that I'm giving I, – I think oh, too many people are giving Tulane enough credit, and by doing that, I think I started giving them too much credit somehow. So I had to pull back to the medium. I think that it is a fairly close game. I think Ole Miss covers – mostly Michael Pratt's injury. He Look, he's, got, he's banged up. He's not going to be 100%. Even he was, I watched every snap
1: line. of that USA game. Um, I think part of the – I've been skeptical of Tulane becoming, like, the the standard in the American. I will say what was impressive last week was they did not look like they missed Tajay Spears like I thought no. they were going to. There's no doubt. I think Tajay Spears was a really good player. And, and they ran their entire offense through him. But they looked like – like, they have that type of offense where when they get the ball, like, they, they have bad intentions with it. But what I've really – what I think my pick was based on is, all right. If I'm going to watch every snap of that Mercer game, I'm going to try to take something away from it. I really like how Jackson looked. I thought Jackson looked really smooth, and I yeah. think if Jackson looks smooth and has a big year, like I think Ole Miss to be pretty good. Because the other takeaway that I had from Week One was, are we sure this league's really that good right now? No, not at all. I think the transfer portal in the SEC, what it's done, it's made the middle mushier. And so then it becomes like a battle of like, who's got the better quarterback and who stays healthier. And that's kind of like spots four through 10, maybe. Cause like, I, I think what we saw last week was the West still goes through Tuscaloosa and the East still goes through Georgia. Tennessee to me looked like, they still probably have the case for the third best team, but I'm not like a hundred percent sold that Milton is going to be entirely a different player. Cause I think Virginia sucks and I'm kind of flagging a and I thought I watched way too much of that game last week. I thought they looked kind of, I mean, they were explosive on offense. It's like it's new Mexico and yeah, New Mexico sucks, but they didn't look like that last year. And I think Wegman's a pretty good player. But to me, like that was kind of the other thing that like, I just noticed all week. It's like, man, I don't know if like the middle part of the league is 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 all that good.
2: Well, it's cohesion too. So many portal guys, how, you know, we're, we're in week one, week two. How fast do you guys figure it out? I mean, what does that look like? You know, how do you handle it? Everything we say for Ole Miss, well, I mean, it counts for to some degree 12 damn teams in the league.
1: Oh, 100%. I also think when you play teams matters.
2: Yeah. Ole Misses, look, catch LSU right now. Don't catch them later. They got to figure this Perkins
1: thing out. They got to figure the Perkins thing out. And you know, if if your best skill guys are your receivers, I do think at some point they're going to have to have like the awkward conversation of like, Daniels is our run game, and like that's how we run the ball. Mm-hmm. But we got Mettenberger, and we paid him to stay. And not
3: Mettenberger, whatever new Mettenberger, uh, uh, Nussmeier, the, the Neusmeyer. coach. Neusmeyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and dude's got a dude's got an electric arm. Yeah, I mean, don't you have to play him some and stretch the field? I think that's a discussion they're going to have. to have.
2: Neil, you've thought Ole Miss was going to roll on this one from the beginning, so you're just staying with your
3: normal thought. I I, I watched Tulane South Alabama. I, I did look. South played terrible. They had a bunch of turnovers.
2: Say, we're not discussing the fact that Tulane won by twenty with five turnovers. Five.
3: Yeah, and I, I mean, forced look, five turnovers. They played well. I'm not taking anything away from them. I, I'm I'm one of the few that does not minimize their Cotton Bowl win. I, I've heard so many people do that. I'm like, that is absurd. Aiden hey, Williams kept, was still on the field. He, yeah, I mean, they kept coming back in that game. We just taped a tape with Pete. It'll be on MPW tonight at five thirty you should watch it because it will give you an appreciation for what they did against USC. The whole USC didn't care is bullshit. It's total bullshit. Throw that. That is crap. It is unfair. It is ridiculous. They absolutely cared. They played the whole game like they cared. They made some mistakes. And Tulane, look, Pratt made some big throws in that game. Y'all like quarterback play? Go back and watch that game. Oh, he made throws I didn't think he could make in that game. Pratt made two or three throws late in that game. That guys, there are some NFL quarterbacks that don't make those throws. Those were throws that had to be in a window on time. The last touchdown. Yes. Don't give me the whole USC didn't. I, that is such it kind of bugs me. That being said, that running back for them last year was a beast. That dude, we didn't give him enough credit all year. That dude was a monster. Now, if he were on the field this year, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Now that's gonna be a little interesting thing because we're going to find out about speed. And we're going to find out about speed this week. Yeah. Because Tulane's got some receivers who can run. Yes. But that being said, Tulane defensively is going to give up points to this offense. And so unless Ole Miss turns it over five times, and that happens sometimes, and if it does, Ole Miss is going to be in some trouble. But if it's a normal turnover game, two to two, yeah. Ole, Miss is win- Ole Miss is winning. No, I agree with you. Probably by a lot. I, and also, like,
1: the more I think about it, I think Kiffin knew what he was doing last week and Neil said something last week on the show that I kind of filed away. The year Ole Miss played Alabama game three in Tuscaloosa, maybe it was game four, but they came out the year and were running it up on inferior opponents that were helpless. I was setting a message of like, Hey guys, like the season's already started for us. Like, We know it's Mercer, but we're paying them well to take this loss. And we're going to set the tone. And I felt like they did that. So I I think they're going to be ready. And I think they knew, hey, Tulane's got a legitimate matchup week one. They're going to be ready to go. We got to be ready to go.
3: Lane knows how big this Alabama game is in two weeks. He's not stupid. He's not stupid. He knows. He knows everything he's been saying. Listen, the guy, if you listen to him, it's one of the reasons I sort of enjoy doing what he said, what he meant on Mondays, is it makes me think about what he's saying. He knows he's got a team full of transfers who haven't been here very long. He knows that the only way that you keep all of those people truly invested over the course of a season where they don't really have true bonds with one another is winning. And so he knows that that Alabama game is so freaking big for them. And the one after that is so big for them because I think in Lane's heart of hearts, he knows that if, They lose to Alabama and LSU. The rest of it's going to be a slog. On the flip side, I think he knows if they could beat Alabama, that LSU game in Oxford is going to be a zoo, and he might have a shot to pull it off. And then after that, all bets are off. That's what I believe. And so to do it, they've got to get on a roll. I think they're going to go play. I I don't think this week, all week, he has made sure that he has – it's not coach speak. He's aware of Tulane. He respects what they've done. He likes Pratt. Lane's a quarterback guy. Lane's a big Caleb Williams guy, and he knows that Caleb Williams and and, and Lane's a, Bo- a Boca guy. And I think Pratt works out down there. He likes Pratt. He thinks Pratt's a really good player, and so I, there's no question in my mind that that message has resonated inside that building. I think I don't think there's a chance in hell that Ole Miss overlooks Tulane at all. I think I mean I the the, the wild and they're not losing next week, don't get me wrong, but if the number comes out really big, Ole Miss minus 20-something against Georgia Tech, I might take the Jackets because that's the that's the sandwich game where they might be mm-hmm. looking at to, to Bama coming off a game where I think they're going to be really focused for Tulane.
2: I'm with yeah, you. he's gonna have a hard time getting them up for your Georgia Tech next week. You don't get them up; you just get
1: through the game. I mean,
2: that's yeah, because the they
3: they destroyed the hard, them last year in Atlanta. It
1: was, it was, I think, it was a problem with Hawaii and Vanderbilt. Like, I I am willing to say, like, I could be wrong on Vanderbilt. But I think the fact that they slaughtered them by like sixty last year, like, I think that mattered. It's
3: mm-hmm. really hard. Of course, we do this all the time, but like, and the people get mad at me sometimes when I say it. But they're not football robots; they're people. They they like, oh, we beat these guys by sixty points last year. We're not gonna lose. Mm-hmm. no one
2: is uh taking miami here i don't think a and a minus five and a half in coral gables
1: 230 on abc on saturday again this is like testing what i watched last week i think i think that AM's good and miami is better and they got rid of josh gaddis who's like we got to work on getting his agent because that guy like he has never proven that he is like any type of an elite offensive mind, yet somehow he had the reputation of being one. Like Miami was better, but this just screams to me, this is a game where receivers have to make plays, and I think am has got more of them. I think I'm A&M, A&M, one's big.
3: A&M wins big, my opinion
2: uh Arkansas plays Kent State Kent State lost by 50 to UCF last week so I'm laying 38 and a half
3: this week for the uh for the hogs it's That and was another Sanders, Sanders isn't playing so if you're thinking about the number I don't know that it's going to matter but he's not playing two two
1: things to remember number one Kent State's head coach just went to become Colorado's offensive coordinator correct and uh I'm a I'm in a big believer of when a team loses their head coach to go be an assistant we fade that team also, <laughs> this was the this game kicked off like an hour they played UCF with John Rice and this game kicked off like an hour before real football started. So I watched a lot of this. One thing I'll say about Kent State, I kind of like their quarterback um he where did he transfer from Purdue maybe like he was a Naughty. highly rated I think he was a Purdue kid and he wanted to just go play. He's not bad, but they are bad. It's maybe the most intriguing.
2: It's one of the funnier stats, actually. It's Ole Miss has three former quarterbacks starting in other Division One schools right now,
3: with Dan yeah.
1: Altmaier and John Rice. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. And and a, a fourth, uh, you, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, Martin. yeah, Martin.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, did did you see F look competent
1: the other day? They are in year one in the Big Twelve. They did look, they did look competent because John Rice threw the ball a little better. Okay, but how much of that is John Rice improving versus he was playing Kent State? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It looks like, like it, it looks like a Gus Malzahn offense. That's just it what looked the, like,
1: it, and what it did. also looked like every play that they had scripted worked. And so I'm more in the mold of that might have said more about Kent State.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, delivered in pouches, them in the freezer, fewer than 10 minutes freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp, let them take care of dinner tonight. Again, kids are busy, activities, stuff all over the place, you don't have time to cook big meals. Prime Shrimp makes it easy. It's great for lunches, great for snacks, get a lot of protein all at once. And then a great staple for dinner as well. Use code RG. Use code RG with primeshrimp.com. And you get 25% off. You can stock up on oh, your favorites. You can try some different flavors. Again, you'll install barbecue, the signature, a couple of my favorites. So do that with prime shrimp. Again, 25% off code RG with All right,
3: uh, You have got about three days to take advantage of the dead Socksy score sale. Uh, Ole Miss obviously defeated... Um, Mercer by 67 points, which means that it maxed out at 40%. You get 40% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet over the next three days just by going to deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove. That deal is good until 2.30 on Saturday when Ole Miss and Tulane kick off in New Orleans. Again, promo code Grove. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in multiple states, advisors in multiple states, Uh, They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals, businesses, and much, much more. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. Roached by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Maybe you're thinking about a holiday trip. Maybe you're uh, planning some sort of a uh, fall trip to the beach. Uh, Maybe you are thinking about next summer. Whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him uh, a budget that's important. Give him a budget and then uh, sit back. He'll come back up with options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA. If you're thinking about already your uh, maybe your company Christmas party, a company dinner, a festive party event, OPA is a great choice. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's the perfect place for those events. They can accommodate up to 200 guests Fabulous food, great craft libations as well at OPA 601-421-7147. Ask for Genie. We're also brought to you by service specialist staffing and recruiting agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, get in touch with service specialists. It's always free for the candidate. They can help you from entry level to advanced professional levels and uh, everything in between. Get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is Here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take your first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime uh, Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran who owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net or on his phone, 404-973-9901.
2: I guess that's brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze. The one gig that powers your Clark Ford studio and your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, call the office for details. That's 662-238-3159. Yeah, Tennessee hosting Austin P 4 o'clock, SEC Network Plus. It's not even actually on real TV, so we'll skip that. And then uh, Texas plus seven and a half at Alabama, 6 p.m. ESPN. It has all my attention to
1: the point that it's probably dictating my my night on Saturday. It is funny how we spent all summer really kind of hyping up LSU, Florida State. This has been the game that I'm most intrigued by all preseason. Like, this is this is a big boy. And I quote the great Katherine Hudson Perry. You may know her, know her as Katie Perry you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Yep. And I've got Alabama at home, single digits. If I don't stand for that, yep. what am I going to stand for?
2: You're just in. That's it. It's all you need to know. So all I got. It's good.
0: It's I fine. started,
1: I spent like, my summer was June. I was like, maybe, you know, Alabama's got, Alabama's got question marks and no one's going to be as good as Bryce. I'm going to start looking for another team. In July, I had talked myself into LSU being that team. And by August, I sat there and was like, You're an idiot. Like you, you're very dumb. Alabama has more talent than they've ever had, literally everywhere else. And yes, they have some quarterback issues or questions, but Milro makes them functional. Like they brought in Tommy Reese, who knows how to do the quarterback run game. And Those two backs should have been a sign
3: when you think about it, when they brought in Reese, we should have read the we should have read the tarot card there.
1: Yes. And listen, Milro's not going to if if Texas can get Alabama into standard passing downs where he's got to, like, read the field and throw the ball. Well, then I like Texas. I just don't think that's what's going to happen.
3: You know, I have these flashbacks to a couple years ago when we were doing the Texas is back thing. And they went to Fayetteville. Oh, boy. And Arkansas just put the ball on the ground and beat their ass. And Arkansas doesn't hold a candle to Alabama. And I've just got a feeling that this is going to be an ass-kicking. That this is going to be that physical Nick Saban standing over on the sideline, sort of staring into the proverbial TV camera going, Screw all of you. Now,
1: the one question mark, Alabama's corners got hurt against middle. Did they really get hurt? Or was it like, uh, all right, boys, like we're not going to risk this. Next week matters. Because where Texas did have success last year was they were able to like scheme up one-on-ones and their receivers are good. Yeah. And, and now if they, if, if Quinn Ewers comes out and hits you know, two or three bombs and Alabama's playing from behind. Well, then all of a sudden, like, that's a different game. But I I went back and looked at the numbers. Alabama threw the ball 68% of the time against Texas. And if you look at the teams that beat Texas last year, it was teams that were like, screw it, we're going to run right at you. And we're going to make you stop it. And I think Alabama's gotten back to that. Well, they're certainly run
2: first. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's I'm with you, Jeffrey. I mean, maybe of the entire early part of the season, but this is the game because it tells you so much about multiple teams, sets the direction of leagues even for the most part. Um, there's a lot riding I mean, on this did, one. This, this
1: can impact the national title.
2: Mm-hmm. For hmm Certainly sure. the playoff. So we all laid them. All laid Alabama plus the or minus the uh, seven, seven and a half, whatever it Yo, was. Rippy didn't, I don't think. Oh, did he not? Sorry, I missed out. No, you're right. 24-20. He went with Texas. Yep. That is correct. Uh Middle Tennessee plus 20 and a half at Missouri, whatever. We all have the Tigers covering against the uh, Blue Raiders on Saturday. LSU in Grambling, McNeese in Florida, Arizona plus
1: nine at Mississippi State. Um so it's <laughs> full disclosure. I yeah. wanted to take the points because I kind of think Jed fish does a pretty good job. And Arizona is another one of those schools that has all of a sudden decided to get committed to winning. Um, not only in basketball, like I just got a five-star, uh, a five-star defensive player. So they're, they're spending some money. This was just a straight up line play. When this came out, a bunch of money went to Mississippi state and they kind of moved the line a little bit. I don't know. Like, this was just like the classic. This was the line telling me to take state.
2: Yeah, I kind of was with you. It was a, it was a good bit of points that you were getting nine. I thought about Arizona as well. My deal is if state is going to be in the middle of the SEC West conversation, they win this game by double digits.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so I, if
2: I think that they're at all in that, then okay, give them a chance to show it right here against Arizona, that they're at least competent in the middle of that division.
1: And also, it's like it's a six thirty game, at a tough place to play. It's like their first big game, and you know, offensively, you you can't really tell because it was sea law. But I think like in the first half, they scored on six of their first eight possessions. So I didn't think like their offense was that much. Uh, it was not that much worse.
2: And as Neil pointed out, whatever you want to make of it, Arizona coming into uh, a pretty humid uh, Saturday. Yes. It's not a dry heat. Yeah, no, you're you're gonna get you're you're gonna have the wetness going with you on Saturday mm-hmm. too. So there's a there's that Furman, South Carolina, six thirty, SCC Network Plus. Great, another one not on TV. The Paladins playing By the uh, game. coach. is
1: Furman still good in FBS or FCS? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Engel Martin is no longer there. Yeah, Engel's coaching like CPA now. Is he really? Still like one of the like greatest high school football players I've ever seen. Oh, really? He was insane. Okay. Did not know that was where his coaching career was. Now, one year, Did you, one year, like he won the state title with, like a fifty-two-yard field goal after playing quarterback the whole time. Uh, you uh, you still emotionally hedged here.
2: Auburn mm-hmm. minus six and a half at California, <laughs> nine thirty kick on ESPN mm-hmm. on Saturday
1: night. Mm-hmm. Listen, you laid it. I, I'm again. If I had not made the promise to myself that we're just going to embrace this for what it is, and I'm just taking Auburn every week, I would sit there and go, Cal looked pretty damn good last week, and they got a whole new roster. Yeah. Who did they beat? The North beat, Texas. North Texas. Inventor, they, they put the a of them 50 spot on them, and it was like a four-point line. Okay. And he, was tweet- and he was tweeting again. He yeah. was.
2: As I wrote, I have watched Hugh scheme up Justin Wilcox on the back of a golf scorecard six years ago. He's had a lot of time to think this one out. It's going to be put into implementation on Saturday. Hugh's going to roll against that Cal defense. How about game plan work against Cal? Well, well, he didn't coach it. That's my point. He he showed what Longo should have done had he been there. I mean, Mm.
1: yeah, no, no, no. Only he'd been there to save the day. That you know, was still thought like it like midway through the season they were gonna call him back.
3: <laughs> you know, Cal has got a chance here at about 10 30 our time, mid second quarter. Not for you, Jeffrey, because I know you're staying up no matter what, but for people like me, Cal's got a chance to go, hey, you know what? I'm about we're to stay up tonight. <laughs> I'm about to mess with your Sunday. Cause if if that thing's close, I'm gonna be like, man. I'm, I'm gonna fight this. I'm gonna stay up just a little longer. And if it's get to about eleven fifteen, and I'm still up, and the Bears have a shot, I'm gonna. You're be committed emotional. now. We're in. I'm emotionally invested now. And yeah, Laura, where's the coffee? Yeah, it's gonna be. Hey, uh she's gonna be like where she stumbles in at twelve thirty. Going, what are you doing up? I uh, gotta check Laura, on something. Cal, Cal's only down by four. Driving. <laughs> Got
1: to right. see. Got to see this one through.
3: And she's gonna be like. Don't get, don't yell it. Don't be in a bad mood in the morning when when the dogs wake you up at six. And I'll be, no, I'll only be in a bad mood in the morning if Cal can't finish this drive. <laughs> 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 my, my, my emotions right now are really tied up with, with the Bears.
2: What's, uh, and I got to go in a second, Jeffrey, what's the uh, what's the over-under on the Giants uh, record? What do you got? What, do you, what are you predicting for the season?
1: I feel like we're like a 7 win team. Like I feel like we're Ooh, the safest bet. Really? I feel like we're the safest bet of teams that made the playoffs to miss the playoffs. We have a brutal schedule. It's like the third toughest schedule. Like if you look at how it starts, it's entirely possible that the Giants start like 1 in 5. Like the I the, think they're
3: beating Dallas on Sunday night.
1: Oh boy. I I uh I don't know. Uh, yeah, even despite being significantly better the last year, like they still kind of own us.
3: Oh, and I think you're winning that game.
1: Like, if you look at it, like, so the only, like they open with Cowboys at home on Sunday night football. And I think like, we've lost like seven straight to them, maybe eight. Uh, Then you get the Cardinals. Like that's the game you absolutely have to win. Even though it's on the road. At the 49ers, the Seahawks come to town at the Dolphins, at the Bills. Like it's oh. entirely possible you start off like
3: one in five. You know, Sunday is a, beyond just the start of the NFL season. We get what I mean, I know most of you guys don't care about this, but the, uh, potentially a FIBA World Championship game that could be a lot of fun at 8 30 in the morning. And then you get the US Open, which could be jokovic, jokovic. Alcaraz. yeah hmm. yeah i mean there's a lot sunday's like a day when you're like you know what this this, this ain't so bad when like the noon window
1: like i'm looking forward to bingles and browns yeah for sure this alcaraz thing feels real doesn't it, jeffrey like long term uh he's like noon a doll for me like i don't i i okay. maybe it's just i'm i'm so stupid that i'm like when Nadal was my guy forever, and it's like yeah. here's new Nadal. So like, I do find myself rooting for him. Okay, but even though he's like clearly a, a very different player, like he is a
3: way more complete
1: player than Nadal was at twenty.
2: It, Dude, it, 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 it looks, looks long
3: term real. He's got well, his hands on Djokovic's window pane, like just yeah. Hey, but I'm closing this thing. Well, I'll tell you what else <laughs> is kind of exciting.
1: He's uh he's a specialist, but. That Ben Shelton dude. Man, he hits a heavy freaking ball. He does. Even like like everyone like gawks at like the 150 serves he has, but even when he's ripping it like 122, it's like all these guys just look like like I've never seen this before. And it is kind of like Samprasy like if you hit his serve back, like he looks like he has no idea what to do. But when he gets the serve cooking, like he's for real He's the dude that if
2: you could transplant him into a different era, if he got into the early nineties when we volley. were serving volley, he would be a beast. Yes. I mean, he'd be that dude.
1: Because he, um, he hits out of it.
2: Yeah. He, he's going to have some moments. I just don't know that he's going to be a consistent player long-term. I yeah. just can't. I, I can't get there. He on feels on, like the guy that's that got
1: a time. Like, he's got a time up that he's serving it well during the big tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he gets a, a Grand Slam. Maybe he does whatever. I mean, yeah. the
2: U.S. hasn't had one since 03.
1: So since it's Andy 03. Roddick. Yeah, since Roddick mean? won the U.S. Open in 03. Andy Roddick, Mandy Moore. Now, Roddick kind of gets screwed because it's like his best years are peak Federer. The That 4th of July Wimbledon match against Federer is
2: still one that like haunts my nightmares. Like, yeah. It, it's...
1: It will... What was his line post game like when Federer was like being like gracious towards Andy? Andy was like, "Yeah, I could have used one." It was like <laughs> he's like, "You got enough." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. Andy's had a good life. He's
2: he's all right. He's he's, he's, just, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's, he's in the he's in the Justin Verlander school of it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. So, all right. Anyways. Good luck
1: with your uh, antenna, Jeffrey. once another situation on oh, Sunday? Neil, Enjoy the yeah yeah. Yep, yep. Neil gets to correct. Uh, I I did the move of I wrote about AM covering, but I didn't put a covering score. So you're right. Go back. It's four and four. Oh,
3: correct the record. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's big. That's big numbers. The scores of the scores. So I actually actually got it right. I, I'll I'll tell you when yep. I sit down on Sunday and this time. Sometimes I'm like, okay, pay attention, pay attention, because I'm I got eight things going on at once, and I'm trying to do the stats and. I made the mistake of the deal with Greg and Caroline where I didn't write down what they picked, and so I had to go back and watch it again, and I was, like, so mad at myself that I'm losing 30 minutes of my Sunday on their picks. That's gross. Hey,
2: listen, I I apologize. Hand up. Yeah. Good job, Jeffrey. It's good karma going into the week of football right there. You've set yourself up for success.
1: Let's go, Bears.
2: Enjoy, bud. We'll talk. All right. Jeffrey Wright there joining us as he does every uh, single Thursday. I'll we'll go in and uh, correct that. Couple uh just uh, notes. I'm doing it right heard. now. If you're oh. not a basketball season ticket holder for the men, um, the Tad Pad game tickets went on sale to the public today. Um, yesterday they were on sale for anyone who was a season ticket holder. So if you didn't get that email, you might want to check for that. But today they are um accessible from a uh from a public anybody can grab. Those uh those tickets there. I, I forgot to mention to Jeffrey this week that the Cardinals are just beating the hell out of the Braves this week. Um, it's two in a row blowouts. There, uh-huh. uh, yeah, 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 in Atlanta against uh, St. Louis.
3: Well, it's it's in all seriousness the interesting thing with the Braves, and I remember this in 2016 with the Cubs when they. So I remember two Cubs years. Believe it or not, one was 2008. The Cubs had the best team in the National League. They cruised. They clinched the Central in mid-September. And they kind of cruised, put it on cruise control a little bit, which is the human thing to do. And the playoffs rolled around, and it's like they went to start it, and it didn't work. And then the other one was 2016 when the Cubs won 103 games, and they were the best team in the National League from a Win loss standpoint. And they opened that p- postseason against the Giants in a five game series. And they won game one. They lost game two. And they were losing game three out in San Francisco. Well, no. Let's see. They were, they won game one and game two, lost game three. They were losing game four in San Francisco. That thing was about to come back to Chicago for a fifth and deciding game with, uh, Cueto on the line and Cueto on the the mound and Cueto was a cub killer and they had that rally in the ninth inning that won and they subsequently went on and won the world series. But the point is, is that sometimes when you're the dominant team for so long and you kind of go into cruise mode because there's no reason not to be in cruise mode when you go to, okay, let's, let's shift into the higher gear. Sometimes the damn thing doesn't work. And you're playing these teams that have been in in that high gear for the last two months, chasing something. And you can you can get in trouble fast.
2: The thing with the Braves though is they're not completely out of the woods for home field. I mean, the Dodgers are still winning baseball games. Yeah, I mean they but, left L. A. Up, up six, but I mean there's 22 to go, something like that. Yeah, so. Something
3: like that. But it's hard. It's hard when that's the only thing on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To play with the same intensity of, I'm chasing a division. I'm chasing a playoff spot. That's, that's the, you can see those teams. Like, I think it's happening with the Cubs a little bit right now, where those teams get into that mode of, boy, we're just grinding every game and you get going and there's like, you become like the, the little engine that could. When, when you're, you had a playoff spot clinched forever. I just think you lose a little intensity, which is natural. It's the Mercer game. I mean, why was Lane so pleased with the fact that up 50 to whatever, 50 to seven that they kept playing is because it's human nature to sort of chill.
2: We will uh have tons uh let's see we got it, we got it. we got uh hand raised guys going live to uh tonight on YouTube. Ben Mintz joining Neil. correct? Is that is that correct?
3: Uh yeah, I don't I don't really know what we're gonna do because I've, I've fixed our issue. Um yeah. I don't I don't really know what the plan is for this evening. You and I probably need to talk about it.
2: We got that. Uh also uh Gary Smith covers Tulane for uh, rivals.com and uh, NOLA.com. Nola um, is uh, we'll be on the show in some capacity too so again that coming up we'll let you know what's going on what's going on that look as the uh, day progresses we appreciate Jeffrey for his time as uh always he dedicates Thursday to us as he has done for a long time now and again Ole missing and lane at 2 30 Saturday from the Stadium there in New Orleans so uh it's kind of in the barn but another podcast coming your way more stuff coming on rebelgrove.com as well so again thanks to Jeffrey and we'll talk to you again very soon